Hi, I'm Jessie, your host of the Jessie Williams podcast. I'm an entrepreneur and business mentor bringing you fun and thought-provoking conversations around money, wellness, business, life, and personal development. This is the space where humor meets depth and no topic is off limits. Let's fuck shit up. Hello and welcome to today's podcast episode. So today we're going to be diving into all things kind of like payment boundary standards and things like that. And the reason I kind of wanted to have this conversation is because I've just been in such deep reflection of how much has changed for me within my business um, over the years when it comes to kind of like payments and standards and things like that. And when I think back to very, very early on in my business, there were so many situations where people would potentially like ghost on their payments or their payments were like excessively late or like there are even situations where I coached people one-to-one and I never ended up fully getting paid. And there are just so many different things that come into this. There's obviously like leadership stuff, there's standard stuff, there's very, very practical things. So even from a very practical lens, I used to kind of let uh, clients go on a monthly payment plan for private, but their first payment could like come out and then we would start the coaching on the Monday. And then so the next month when their payment was due, if that was even one, two weeks late, I was technically now in a period of time where I was coaching them for things that weren't like, like it wasn't paid for. So when we kind of got into weeks five and six, but they hadn't paid for weeks five to eight or things like that, or sometimes it happened with like weeks nine to 12. So sometimes there were situations where it was like, they might've paid their first invoice, they might've paid their second invoice. And then when it came around to their third invoice, it kind of was a little bit late and I would still coach the client. I look back and I'm like, what were you even doing? But I would keep coaching the client and a huge part of that, and we're going to open up a conversation around this today, was honestly just like kind of like people pleasing stuff, but also just like concept of self stuff where I couldn't actually hold having to have a conversation with a client and saying something simple as like, hey, babe, like your invoice needs to be paid. Like even saying like having to pull a client up on their payments being late or an invoice not being paid made me feel physically ill. Like I just, I wanted to avoid it at all costs. And so I would avoid it, but in avoiding it then, because I wasn't talking about it, I was still coaching the client. So then I was in the level of coaching that client for free. And like, whilst I had a lot of clients that they paid late, but they eventually paid, there were situations where like things just weren't paid. And I was like, okay, cool. Like I just coached that client and I'm not going to get paid for that. And like, whatever, my bad. And I would move on. And then I would be like, so frustrated. So It was a very, very practical thing. Whereas now something more practical in my business is like the any four-week block before I begin coaching needs to be paid. So technically someone would have to pay like a deposit. They need to pay prior to that four-week starting and then their second invoice would always be paid. Like the way we structure things out, that invoice is always going to be paid usually minimum of two weeks before I would go into the next month coaching block. So it's kind of just like the way we've set things out now is like once people pay a deposit, they just got like a little bit more of a waiting period to start and it just kind of is, is more of a safety net for me that I'm never going to be in a position where I'm coaching someone for time that actually isn't paid for. So that's the first thing. The second thing is also I now would feel comfortable to say to a client, hey babe, like invoices paid, da da da, our coaching's like, you know, on on pause until that's complete or, or things like that. There's a lot of other different processes, but 
I I really wanted to have a conversation about this today because I think back to that version of me and I think, you know, there are so many businesses, unfortunately, and, and this isn't exclusive to the coaching industry. This happens everywhere where, you know, people can be left in situations where they're not paid. It even happens in like building and construction all the time, you know, uh, um, a concreter pours a slab of concrete and the builder is like hasn't paid them for it and it can be a bit of a shit show but when you have a business where it kind of isn't like you're hiding behind a company you're very much the face of the brand people know it's you people know it's your business your business is your name um and and stuff like that it can be really, really uncomfortable having those kind of conversations if you haven't really done a lot of work on yourself to kind of explore why you're having difficulty having those conversations in the first place. And this is why like, I'm so obsessed with shadow work. And this was a huge um, you know, learning curve for me when I started looking at and, and really seeing within myself how much I was almost like lacking leadership in my business because I was afraid of how I was going to be perceived if I was like too direct, if I was too X, Y, Z. And isn't it so funny that I was scared of being seen as like a bitch or greedy or too direct simply because I wasn't being paid for something that I was doing? Like how how bizarre is that? Like it's not even like I was just like, asking for free money. It's like I was actually giving a service and not being paid for that service. And I still was afraid and terrified to ask for that money because I was like, what if they think this of me? And I'm like, but I literally delivered the fucking service. Like it's just, it's so bizarre in my mind, but you guys are just obviously going to get a little bit of an understanding into really where my mindset was at, at the time. And I was just so fearful and I was so afraid and it was really learning to explore deeper parts within myself and really strengthen a lot of internal leadership, which helped me uh, strengthen external leadership as well. So when it comes to the conversation around payment boundaries, obviously we've now kind of got to the bottom of things, which is that there's very strategic things you can do. And there's also more um, emotional things you can do. And then there's also like energetic things you can do from from a leadership perspective. So exploring those three options. One, I'm really going to use these three lenses to talk about what was different then versus what's really changed now for me and my business. Because now I'm at a level where like I could not tell you the last time I had a client that was late on paying an invoice. If anything, all of my clients pay their invoices early before their due dates. That's just not really an issue for me with any close proximity spaces. Um, And then when it comes to courses, programs, masterclasses, anything like that, where, you know, there's like payment plans happening and stuff like that. Uh, We have a very, very, very high success rate with people completing and fulfilling their payment plans and paying on time. And on the odd occasion that someone's payment does bounce or something like that, we, we don't often have to chase people up for those. It's usually just either a quick email that we send out and they're like, oh, my God, didn't notice like money's in the account. It's good to go. And it's, we, we charge it and it's all good. But we also even get sometimes people's payments bounce and they get like the email notification and they email my team and they're like, oh my God, just notice my payment bounce. I'm so sorry. The money's in my account. Like, please feel free to retry it now. Like uh, the people in our world are just have like very, very high standards when it comes to how they move money. And I'm not naive to the fact that 
I don't just think the whole world has suddenly improved in how they handle, receive, view money. Um, and whilst I would like to think that that's a partial truth and a lot of people, you know, have deeper integrity with money and payments and things like that now, I also know that it's absolutely a reflection of the work that I've done um, emotionally, energetically and strategically to have a higher standard and expectation of how people show up in my world. So, as an example, like you could have someone who's invested in two coaches and someone can be very, very leaky, not follow through with payments on one coach, but then with another coach, they are paying on time, they're fulfilling their payment plans, they're like the no leaky shit's playing out. So it's like, okay, if one person can display two very, very different behaviors with two different people, there has to be a part that the common denominator is the person that they're paying as well. So that's not to say you're entirely responsible where it's like if someone is being leaky or out of integrity with payments or not honoring payment plans or being late that it's like all your fault and it's a you problem like no they should be like showing up in integrity with money like that's absolutely a them thing but also it's like okay what can you take responsibility for and there can be um you know very strategic mental and emotional things that you can do to take responsibility for so when I come into what's really changed strategically or tangibly we just have much more clearer processes. So I even look at now when someone comes into my world, we've got two types of things. We've either got, you know, digital products, which is courses, masterclasses, things like that, or we've got more close proximity support. So, you know, personalized coaching and mentoring, whether that's one-to-one mastermind experiences, things like that. And with or any digital products, we now have like very, very clear within the checkout, like uh, terms and conditions, boxes people need to tick. They know exactly what they're signing up for, what our refund policy is, what the expectation is, all of that. And they have to tick that before they can follow through with the purchase. So it's like really making sure that that's just not like a, if you read it, you read it. It's like you actually cannot check out unless you you tick that box. So that's on you. Um, and then we're very, very clear with our terms and conditions. And then with the uh, close proximity support, we have um, really, really refined and elevated our contracts. So whenever I work with a private client, there's a contract they'll need to sign. It's very clear. Everything's really, really laid out, the, the expectations. So we're really not leaving much open to interpretation or confusion. And the other thing is like we recently hired a lawyer to just like really go back over everything, refine everything, clean it all up, make sure everything is just like really airtight. So from a very strategic level, like we're legally covered. All of our terms and conditions have been written and approved by a lawyer. Our contracts have been written and approved by a lawyer, all of that kind of stuff. It's just very, very airtight. So it's something super simple, but just making sure that when you're doing things within your business, like you're not actually just winging things and hoping people will pay. Like you can't just say, hey, I don't offer refunds and and end of story. Like there needs to be a, a term and condition within that. So something I will say is um, we do have a relationship with found legal. They're um, an Australian-based legal firm and they have a discount code. I can't remember what it is. Um, it was it was a while ago, but I'm sure it would still be active. Um, but they have templates where um, they do a lot of stuff for people in the coaching space. So, But they would have other things too. But it's, especially if you are a coach and you're not in a position where you can hire a lawyer to do customized um, contracts and things like that for you, because they do get very, very expensive when you're looking at doing that, you can hire a template. And Found Legal have amazing templates they have employee contract templates, they have um, uh, terms and conditions templates, they have influencer 
agreement templates, like they've just got so many things you can use um, and you can just hire a template and it's way more affordable. But as I said, we actually do have a discount code with them. So if you're someone where you're like, oh my God, I don't even have anything legally covering my ass when it comes to client um, contracts or terms and conditions, I just recommend getting a template. I will put our discount code and a link to those in the show notes for you guys if that's something that you're interested in. I do recommend that. So that's the first thing that you can do is just very, very practical. How can I better communicate this? And from a legal point of view, how can I better, um, you know, tighten up all, all my boundaries and things like that? The second thing is not so much from a legal point of view, but just a communication point of view. And there's things that you can do to directly or indirectly communicate your boundaries and expectations. So as an example, you could be having a conversation with a private client that's like wanting to sign up with you. And in that sales process, you directly communicate your expectations or your boundaries. So that could be something along the lines of like, hey, I just require deposits to be paid within 48 hours to secure your spot. Or it could be, um, hey, I really love... um, maintaining fast energy in my business and so like as as a boundary like I just require all deposits to be paid in 48 hours or whatever your thing is like but you just communicate that don't expect them to know that you want the invoice paid within 48 hours because they might be like yeah cool I'll get to it next week whatever and and you can be like oh my god like they asked for the link and then didn't pay but it's like some people are just chill little cucumbers and they don't know that you you like to move fast and, and keep quick energy and that that feels good for you and it feels more solid and that their spot's not secure. So it's up to you to communicate that. So that's more direct communication. And then you can do more subtle communication through things like your social media content where you can kind of indirectly teach people about your boundaries and standards and things like that in the way that you position content. And I actually have a resource. I have never sold this via Instagram. We only sell this behind the scenes, but I actually have a resource called a payment boundaries audit. And part of that is I, I go into how you can teach people through your content, what your standard standards are around payments and things like that. However, moving on to the next level, let's speak from a lens of um, energetics, right? So from an energetic level, there's things people feel where you can't explain it. It's not tangible. It's a feeling of authority and leadership. So the way that I think about it is someone may turn around and I'm going to use a lot of examples exclusive to the coaching industry, but as I said, it happens, it happens all over the place, but someone could turn around to a coach and say, Hey, like, um, I can't afford to make that payment this week, da, da, da. but you bet that if their rent was due, they're never turning around to their landlord and saying, I can't pay my rent. They're finding a way to pay their rent. Now, obviously having a roof over your fucking head might be more important than working with a sexuality coach in the scale of priorities. I'm I'm not naive to that fact. But just as an example, of course, so it comes down to what's a higher priority, your rent or working on your sexuality, probably your rent. But the bottom line is, it's a priority. So then if someone's doing multiple things in their life, what's the first thing to go and what do they think is okay to just like not follow through on paying or or on cancelling? So it's like, let's just say someone is working with a coach and someone had also organized to go out with their friends that weekend and they were going to go out drinking and clubbing and all the things and they wanted to buy a new dress and stuff like that. 
is the first thing they do message the coach saying, hey, I can't afford that this week? Or is the first thing they do say, okay, I'm going to go out with my friends, but I'm just going to wear something I already have rather than buying a new dress? Or is it, okay, I'm actually not going to go or I'm going to say to my friends, hey, like I'm just like, you know, wanting to save a little bit of money this week, but I would love to still catch up with you guys. Can we organize something for the next week and just maybe do like a at-home pizza movie night, like something like that that's more affordable. So the, the bottom line is people are always going to pull out of what feels like the lowest priority and what feels like the hardest thing to, to actually be able to pull out from. So you're not going to be able to pull out from paying your landlord fucking rent because you're potentially going to lose a house. But if you think that you can pull out paying or honoring a payment plan with a coach without consequences, you're probably likely going to do that. However, if there's a level of there are consequences, you're less likely to do that and you're more likely to refine and pull back somewhere else. So that's really important as well. The next thing that I will say with that is like there's an energetic level as well of you being open and inviting. So you can you want to be able to play in this middle ground between being boundaried, having expectations and holding a level of authority that there are consequences for breaking financial commitments and contracts. However, not so closed off that you're at risk of someone not opening up an honest conversation with you about where you're at. So even for me in my business, we're typically not, and it depends, close proximity, masterminds, courses, like it's all going to be somewhat different, but we have systems in place for people who are open and transparent and communicate where they're at if someone genuinely can't afford it and honestly like I feel like this is an energetic thing and a human behavior thing you can feel when someone's like honestly just taking you for a fucking ride versus when someone like literally is in a position where something very unfortunate has happened that's put them in a financial situation so long as someone like emails us and is like hey this is where I'm at this is what's going on, still want to honor my payments, but like, what can we do? We might do something where we revoke access to that course program masterclass or something like that. And then we let them pay their payments a little bit longer. Or like, this is an example of of what you could do, let them pay a little bit longer. And then once their payments are back in good standing, they re-get access to the product and things like that. It's very different when someone just fucking goes, like tries to like not pay out on things and you have to go down like a a route, which is a little bit annoying versus when someone's just like, hey, here's where I'm at and things like that. So you also want to play in a conversation where if you're just like a fucking high ass and someone thinks that you're just gonna you're not even available for a conversation where you're open to anything like that they're never going to email you being transparent and having an open conversation about where they're at because they actually don't think you're available for it so it's this beautiful equilibrium between having authority having standards having expectations having quote-unquote consequences but equally being open being empathetic being inviting so that people can actually have a conversation with you and we have some things that it's like a hard and fast rule where it's like hey if this happens this is our procedure this is what we do we have a lot of procedures and financial procedures when it comes to my business but sometimes we've also got things where it's like hey that's not a procedure but this feels right or we will change things and for someone the answer might be like a no sorry like that's we actually don't do that or we can't do that and then sometimes we can and and I know people could say that's not fair but 
it's just part of running a very personal based business. Like sometimes you do, like there has to be lines drawn and, and things like that. And sometimes you can do things in good faith, but also you're not legally entitled to. And it's just you really being intuitive with like what feels right for you based on that person, etc., etc. So as an example, someone who is maybe new to your world, they've, they've been doing things, their payments have bounced every single fucking time. They end up paying them, but, but their payments are always late. Their payments always bounce. You always have to follow them up. And then something happens, you may be less likely to be accommodating to them versus someone who has been in your world for four months. They've always paid on time. They've never had a payment bounce. Nothing has ever happened. They're an incredible client and like something comes up. It, it's it's just one of those situations. It's no different to, I remember when I was in like the, the personal training industry and I knew people who did this in hair, people who do this in beauty, people who do this in fitness, like this is done everywhere where you can have a cancellation policy. And if it's like a no show, da, 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 it's like, well, you've still got to pay, right? Like even my nail tech has like, if, if you cancel last minute, you pay for your set. Like she just does that. And, and I think that's so understandable. And for nine out of 10 times, you just charge a cancellation policy. However, sometimes even though you have the quote unquote legal right to charge it, it's like you've been a client for a year you have never cancelled or no show to an appointment. You are like literally a, a, an incredible client and you've just told me this thing and like I'm going to honour it Like, and you waive the fee. It's just one of those things that happen where sometimes there's a little bit of an intuitive approach required. So again, what I would say is 95% of the time, have a standard operating procedure, follow through with the procedure but also have that 5% buffer where you can feel into your intuition and make decisions based off what feels right for you, not just what your fucking operating procedure document says to do, right? But equally, if you use an intuitive approach all the time and you go too far into the intuitive approach, then you're actually just energetically dropping your standards. It's disorganized. It's like th- there's no system. There's no process. It becomes messy. The communication with your team becomes awkward. Then your team don't know how to handle situations because you handle every situation differently, which means now they've got to come to you and ask you things rather than just like them being able to make executive decisions on your behalf. Like it just becomes a shit show. So again, you guys can see this energy between there needs to be balance, there needs to be equilibrium. And I would say most of the time, follow the set procedure, uphold your boundaries, set a standard, but also be okay being flexible sometimes. Like we never want to fall into this category of being black and white on either end of the spectrum. Okay. So ultimately what this comes down to then is your ability to have solid boundaries within your business and you need to have external boundaries but you also need to have internal boundaries and the external boundaries are what you externally put out or verbalize so for example and I use the word boundaries flexibly because boundaries could actually just be your terms and conditions your terms and conditions are a boundary Um, but they can extend beyond just the terms and conditions as well But an external boundary is anything someone hears, reads, knows about what the expectations are, how to show up in your world, what's a yes, what's a no, what you're available for, what you're not when it comes to payments. So again, that can be terms and conditions, that can be what happens if a payment's late, what happens if they're a no-show, what happens if um, X, Y, Z, they should know what what's going to happen and what the consequences are and what your process or procedure is around that thing. However, internal boundaries are your ability to actually lead and uphold your external boundaries. So let's just say I'm coaching a private client and I have a um, external boundary that payments need to be made on time. If a payment is late by X, we will do this. If it 
uh, is late again by this, we will do this. And then finally, if it's late by this period of time, your contract is terminated. You're still required to fulfill all of the payments and you'll be put on a payment plan, but you will no longer get coaching. So you actually lose access to the coaching and you're still required to make the, make the payments. That could be an external boundary for you. And that's your policy, but then the payment's late, it's late, it's late. And then when that policy is supposed to kick in, you just don't do anything. You just don't say anything. You just don't uphold it. You've lacked the internal boundary to follow through on an external boundary that you've set and that lacks leadership. So from an energetic point of view, people feel that. Even if they don't actually know, people feel people who can't even uphold their own boundaries that they've set, i.e. you completely lack any internal boundaries, which is the opposite of an authority, right? Like when you think about like people that are are very, very authoritative, and I don't mean superior. I don't mean that in in the negative sense. I just mean in the most like beautiful, powerful, like um, role model kind of energy. When you think about people that are so deeply convicted in their power and authority, they're people that have strong internal boundaries. Okay. They're people that have the ability to say no. They're people that have the ability to follow through on and execute on what they said they were going to do and things like that. And this is where, as I said before, Stick with the process, follow through with the plan. If you have something in your terms and conditions, uphold it. You may have a 2% of the time where you do something intuitive within that, but most of the time, nearly every single time, just follow the plan, follow the process. And if that is your terms and conditions, that is how you handle the situation, okay? So that's going to be really, really important from an energetic point of view of if people people can't feel you as an authority, if you're actually not being an internal authority first. So this is where from an energetic point of view, people are going to feel like they can be leaky. They don't have to honor payments. They can get away with things because guess what? You actually let them do that and and you don't do anything about it. So of course, it's not even a practical thing of them seeing it. They feel it. They feel people that completely are wishy-washy pushovers. Like they feel it, right? So this is the energetic piece. The final piece is the mindset slash mental piece. And this is where I kind of spoke to the lens of shadow work. There needs to be a level of you being able to do the self-discovery work required and, and really the leadership work required in order for you to be able to uphold the boundary. Okay. So your mindset is going to influence your actions and your actions is going to influence the energetics. So you can see how things how things play out, okay? So there needs to be work that you're doing on yourself where if you literally have a client whose invoice is late or someone's not following through on a payment or something like that and you can't say anything, you need to be looking at why. You need to be looking at like what is coming up for you where you're biting your tongue. What are you afraid to be seen as? What are you afraid people are going to judge you for? What are you afraid is going to happen on the other side of that? And it's you doing the inner work to be able to dissolve and transcend that so that you have the the confidence and the self-assurance and the conviction to actually follow through and honor what you said you would do within your business. And this is really, really important because at the end of the day, you are running a fucking business. Like you're running a company. And when you look at all of these big brands, there's so many things I see people running small businesses. And it's like, can you imagine like Nike just being okay with that? Can you imagine like these big corporations? Can you imagine landlords being okay with that? Like there's so many things, but because it's we, we take it so personal when it's like a personal brand or we're the face of the brand or like we're a sole trader and things like that, we we cower, right? We cower or we avoid and, and it's you exploring those things. Why are you cowering? Why are you avoiding? 
And it's, again, doing the work on yourself to really increase your confidence, increase your conviction, and you really being okay with potentially holding projections of how other people are going to perceive you when you're upholding a payment boundary. So they're the three really, really important lenses that I think are most important. It's really looking at, um, you know, the very strategic thing of, of what's your process? How do you handle things? What are your terms and conditions? It's looking at the energetic lens of what like external boundaries are you setting and how are you internally upholding those boundaries? And then the third thing is from a mindset lens is like what is actually blocking you from being able to stay in conviction or uphold those boundaries when they arise as well. And, you know, a lot of a lot of self-discovery work within that as well. And as I said, there's so many layers to this. There's like there's mindset work, there's energetic work, which is going to strengthen your authority. It's going to strengthen your leadership. It's going to uh, set high standards of how people show up in your world. But there's also other things you can do. As I said, with like your content, you can change things that really teach your audience how to show up in your world, what to expect from you. And that mirrors or it should mirror what your true level of leadership is. Okay. So there's no point teaching people how to show up in your world if you're not actually going to uphold that. It's no point telling people what your boundaries and your expectations are if you're going to let them cross those boundaries and not honor those expectations. So this is where you can see really the two sides. It's important that you're educating people, educating your audience, but it's also important that you're honoring yourself and you're following through and you're treating your business like a fucking business. So I hope you guys got some stuff out of today's episode and just like really starting to look at where you can tighten up, where you can refine things. And and maybe from this episode, it's like, oh, wow, like I, I definitely feel really convicted in like the communication piece, but oh, I could actually be tightening up like my legals and my terms and conditions. Or maybe you're someone where it's like, my legals and my terms and conditions are so perfect, yet if something's not honored, I can't fucking say anything. I really need to do more of like the work on myself to be able to look at like why I'm not doing that. Maybe it's the energetics piece and the boundaries, but hopefully this has really revealed where there's potentially some blind spots for you when it comes to like payments, communication, terms, conditions, boundaries. And if you're someone that finds that you attract a lot of people that are paying late, not like, yeah, not paying on time, ghosting you, not paying at all. And just like, there's a lot of messy stuff when it's coming to you receiving financial payments. This is where it's like, Hey, if it's a pattern, there's something you can take responsibility for here. Cause as I said, I've been in a position of business where like there was a lot of just like mess with with financial things and now I'm at a level of business where that is very, very rare and I really think that that comes down to my the, the work that I've consciously chosen to do from, again, a strategic, energetic and, and mindset lens when it comes to payment boundaries and we've really tightened things, we've refined things, everything feels really solid, our communication is clear and all of that. So it's like, okay, that's being mirrored in what we're actually seeing in how people on her payments and, and shopping my world. And now I look at it and I'm like, my clients are fucking incredible. Like we honestly just attract the best people that are so like deeply in integrity and things like that. And that's a whole other conversation where I could do an entire episode on, you know, money mindset, money, um, you know, money embodiment, uh, the shadow frequencies of money, being in integrity with money. And I could absolutely be teaching people how them being out of integrity with money is going to come back and bite them in the ass later. But that's another episode. So this is for the people that are on the other end of things where you're the one that's that's running the business or charging the clients or whatever. And I hope you guys got some stuff from that. 
Again, um, if you want any of the legal templates, I'll drop those in the show notes. And then the final thing is if you guys want to get your hands on the payment boundaries audit, as I said, I don't actually sell this through Instagram. It's not available on my website. We only sell this to very exclusive spaces behind the scenes. So if you want to get your hot little hands on it, it is very affordable. Like I'm talking under a hundred dollars. And what you get in that is one, a voice, um, a voice message recording, which I shared in one of my past masterminds around how I teach people to uphold high standards, um, and expectations of how to show up in my world when it comes to money through things like content positioning and stuff like that. The second thing you get is a document, which is actually going to get you to audit your current, um, situation, really audit the different areas of your business where you're lacking boundaries, why you're lacking boundaries, what you feel solid in, what you don't, all of that. So you can uncover blinds spots within your your business and things around payments. And then the third and final thing is very, very practical, but this is actually templates, the email templates we use and the procedure we follow, both with private clients and with any of our digital products, if there is um, a late payment or anything like that. So literally the templates of the exact emails we send out, the process we follow, and this has all been looked over by a lawyer as well. Um, so if there are things that you guys want to, to introduce into your business, whether maybe you just want the the VM, maybe you really want it for the audit. Maybe you want our um, temp- our email templates of, of how we follow up and communicate and handle late payments. But that is a very, very affordable resource. I'm going to drop the link for that in the show notes as well. And because we love the podcast community, I'm also going to add a bonus discount exclusively for you guys onto that as well. So that is something you can get your hot little hands on. Um, head to the show notes now and you can grab that one. But other than that, again, hope you got some value out of today's episode and I'll see you in the next one.